Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Thank you. 
so glad to be in the service one more time. As we go to the throne, Lord God, this morning, we thank you, Lord God, for you, what you've done for us already, Lord God. You woke us up and started us on our way. And, Lord God, we're able to give you praise, glory, and honor one more time, Lord God. If you don't deserve it, Lord God, but you touched us anyway, Lord God. Gave us a reasonable portion of health and strength, a sound mind, legs to walk with and eyes to see, a mouth to talk with and bless you with, Lord God. Oh, God, we come before you this evening, Lord God, as humble as we know how, Lord God. We thank you for this service. We thank you for what we have already heard today, Lord God. We have been blessed so far, Lord God. Thank you for the airways, Lord God. Let them be available to us today, Lord God. Thank you for everyone that's here in the sound of my weak voice, Lord God. Bless each and every one today, Lord God. Bless those that are on their way. Bless those that had a desire to be here but could not make it. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you honor. While the blood is running warm in our veins, Lord God, we will say thank you, Lord God. Let everything that has breath praise be the Lord. Oh, God, we lift you up. We roll out the red carpet to you, Lord God, to come in, Lord God, and, and, and be in this service. One more time, Lord God. Oh, God, we thank you. We glorify you, God. You are so um, awesome, Lord God. You are our healer. You are our strength, Lord God. You are everything to us, Lord God. Forgive us of anything that we've done, Lord God. Anything that we said that was not pleasing to you, Lord God. We let whatever our ear gates heard, Lord God, or our eyes seen, Lord God, we ask that you would bless what we have heard. Oh God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless the word that will come forth today, Lord God. Bless the words that will come forth, that it will touch our hearts. It will help us to go out and let our light shine, Lord God, that men might see the glory in us, oh God, and come run and say, what must I do to be saved? Oh God, we pray today. We pray for the lost souls. We pray for those that are not saved. We pray for those that are seeking salvation, Lord God. Oh God, we thank you for every church door that's open today, Lord God. We give you praise, oh God. We give you honor, Lord God. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. Even though we may walk through the valley of death, we shall fear no harm. For the Lord thy God is with us. He is our strength, Lord God. You are our glory. Lord God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you
Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord as we look to the word of God on today. We're just truly excited for what God is doing in our midst. And we give him all praise and all glory today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our lesson today, do we have extra Sunday school books for our guests that are here? We thank God for those of you. We do have a first-time worshiper with That's it. Yes, ma'am. We're on page 437. We do have a first-time worshiper with us on today. Would you like to stand and give us your name? I know you've been sharing your name with us, but just so that we can all know who you are. Hi, I'm Maureen. Uh, Hi. Me too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we are so happy to be here worshiping with Apostle Matt and Lady Beth. Amen. And it's so good to see you. My brother, tell me your name again. Dennis. All right, Dennis. I don't know why. I won't forget Dennis. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We are just truly grateful that you all are here to worship with us. And we want to greet our Blog Talk family. And so we just thank God that each of you are here on today. Our lesson today is um, coming from uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. And I'm I am going to read, um, uh, it, it, it is in the lesson, in the book on page 439, it gives you the whole entire chapter of this uh, second letter that, who wrote this letter? The Apostle Peter. What do we know about the Apostle Peter? Yes, he did. He blurted things out. Yes, he was impulsive. He he had a temper. What else do we know about Peter? He was a fisherman. Amen. What else do we know about Peter? He denied Christ. All right, but what did he do before denying him? No, but he he did a great work. He did work before then, right? Okay, he walked on the water. Peter is noted for his fearless proclamation of Christ as Messiah. He, he proclaimed that Christ, Jesus was the Christ. He was the Savior. He was the Redeemer. He did that first. Okay? And he did walk on water. Come on now. Wait, where my Bible scholars at? And he did deny Christ. All right? But he also was an apostle. And he wrote this, these three letters to who? The church that was scattered abroad. We call them early Christians, right? They were early Christians because they were going through some stuff that, that early Christians go through, having a hard time believing that Jesus could be man and spirit. Had a hard time believing uh, that, that Jesus would uh, be crucified Buried and get up from the grave. Had a hard time believing that he is now seated on the right hand of the Father to soon to come back. This church is like us today. There's people in the world today who just don't believe that Jesus is Jesus and God is God. 
and that they are one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's people out there just only believe in Jesus only. And then there's people out there that don't believe in the Holy Ghost. It's just something that, that, that was said that, that was there. Jesus said, I, if, I, if I don't leave, I cannot give you the comforter. I, I have something I want to give you, but i got to go first. And if I don't leave, you can't have the comforter, right? So that, that's just our little background about Peter, about, about things that we need to know. We're going to look at this. Let's, let's, let's pray. And we're going to drop, jump right into this lesson. Gracious Father, we just thank you for your word on today. We thank you, Father, because your word is like building. Your word gives us hope. Your word gives us direction. Your word gives us correction. And, Father, we just look to you today because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We love you today more than we did on yesterday. We're just so grateful, Father, for your amazing grace. We're grateful, Father. That your word sustains us, that your word leads us and guides us, your word comforts us. And now as we look to this lesson, we ask that you would give us what we need to glean from this lesson, that we may be better witnesses, better proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless every hearer, bless every doer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Before we get started, I want you to look at the Sunday school book or look at your Bible, 2 Peter 3 and 9. I want us to read that aloud. I want us to say that together. If you're here, it's on page 437 on the bottom of the book. You all should have studied your lesson so you would have known where it was. Amen. It's at the bottom of the book. Amen. Amen. Let's read it together. And read it like you got some authority. Like you, you're not doubting this. I'm going to let you look over it. I'm going to let you look over it. Because I want you to read it with some conviction. I want you to read it with some power. I want you to read it so that everybody that's listening will believe what you're saying right now. So that when you get home and you say it, they'll believe it. Come on now. Look over it. Look over it. I want you to look over it. I want you to look over it. I, I know many of us who have heard Mother Kimmins pray. We've heard her pray this prayer on a, several occasions. This is exactly where it's at. All right, we're looking over it. All right, let's stand up because that's how we get. When you stand up, you know, you, you can have an attitude. You can't have an attitude sitting down, you know. You know, you know when you get ready to take a folk off real good, you got to you got to get yourself in position. You know, when you, you get heated, you stand up, don't you? Yeah, when you get in a heated argument, don't you stand up? Because they, they, don't, they don't hear you sitting down. They don't understand what you're saying sitting down. So we're standing up. I hope you're standing up at home because you need to declare this word at your home today. Amen. Come on, let's say it. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen? That's our lesson today. Our lesson is entitled, Hope in the Day of the Lord. So you may take your seat to the presence of the Lord. What is hope again? Remind us what hope is. You hope something happened. That Apostle for the last... Uh, five Sundays we've been talking about hope. 
We've been living in hope. We've been expecting in hope. We've been hoping with service and gratitude. So that should have rattled off of, off, off of all of our tongues what the word hope is. Hope is you are expecting something to happen. What else is hope? Anticipation. What you say, sister? With anticipation. To cherish a desire with anticipation. That came from Webster, Sister Janetta. That wasn't my definition. Amen. I am not that smart. Amen. That came from Webster. All right. The dictionary y'all got at home is going to read the same thing. Webster. Amen. Uh, you give me too much credit now. I am not that smart. Amen. You cherish something that you're hoping to happen. And our lesson today is hope in the day of the Lord. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because y'all say, I say this every Sunday. This was a good lesson. And it was. I hope hope to present it to you in that way. When you get home, you'll go back and read it. Amen? This was a good lesson. You'll read it again. If you read it this week, you'll read it again. If you haven't read it at all, read it this week. Amen. Getting ready for the next week. But I, I just want to I wanna kind of pick at some verses just to help us today. So Peter says, um, beloved. So if when anybody calls you beloved, they got a love for you, right? Anybody that calls you friend, they have a love for you. And, and friends don't want to see friends hurt. Friends don't want to see friends suffer. Friends don't want to see friends have to go through unnecessary go-throughs. So he's telling them, he said, he calls them, I'm calling you friends. He says, friends. He says, I, 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 I write this letter because I want to stimulate, I want to stir up, I want to wake up, I want to shake up something on the inside of you that will help you with your thinking process. That will that will take your mind back to the mindset that you had when you first believed, when you first received him. Because you know you know how we are. We um, it, it's so funny. We um we 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 make uh we when we first start cooking, you follow the recipe exactly as the box says. But you made that jiffy cornbread long enough, after a while you just ripped the box open, poured it in there, and you just started mixing stuff in there because you had it together. But every now and then you need to go back to the box and see, do I do two eggs or one egg? Because eggs is expensive right now. <laughs> so you, you go back to the box. So this is what Peter said right here. He said, I want, you, I want to refresh your memory. I want you to be able to go back, and this was good to me, refresh your memory. So if if somebody says, I want to refresh your memory, does that mean that you have to know every scripture word for word? Does that mean that you have to be able to recite all 366 books, verse by verse? Does that mean we're supposed to be walking as Bibles? 
you just open up your mouth and John 3.16 just spit out, and then somebody say, give me Ephesians 3.20, and it just spit out, and then somebody say, give me Jeremiah 29.11, it just spit out. Is that how we're supposed to be living? So he says, refresh your memory. So that means go back to reading your Bible. Go back to reading your Bible. Go back to putting some things in your memory bank. So that when you need it, it will come up. But he's not expecting us to know all 300, all, all of these verses. I, I can't even remember how many it was. But he's not expecting us to remember them all right now. Because we're not that smart. So you're going to have to refresh your memory. So every now and then you need to go back to reading the Bible. All right? He says, I'm writing this letter to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. Verse 2 says, I want you to remember what the holy prophet long ago said. So he's taking them all the way back to, to, to the book of Genesis. He says, I want you to remember what was said from Genesis to Malachi. So that means I got to go back. And I got to start reading again. I just can't read from the blue letters of Paul. Because, you know, some folks, the, the Old Testament don't do me no good. I just, I just want to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because that's what's good for me. Mm-mm. You need to have your memory refreshed on the things that God did back in the Old Testament. How he turned, how he turned the Red Sea into dry land. It was, he made it a free parking lot, a freeway, not a parking lot. It was a freeway. He took the Red. He 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 fed the people while they walked through the wilderness. They clothes didn't even get raggedy. Just think about all that he did back in the Old Testament. If he could do that then, you need to be reminded he can do that now. So he says, remember what the old prophets said. Remember Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He'll come to save his people from their sins. Isaiah did say he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our sins was upon him. And it was by his stripes we are healed. You don't read that in the New Testament. You read that in the Old Testament. The other thing that we read is that many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. That's in the Old Testament. Paul says, run this way for patience. Got to be strong. He says, James says, don't, don't count it strange when direct temptations and fiery temptations come upon you. That's the New Testament. So he says, remember everything that was in the Old Testament, and then remember everything that our Lord and Savior commanded us to do through the apostles. All right, well, let me flip over here to tell us what did the apostles tell us to do? So the book says, although there are many notable commandments in the New Testament, the commandment of the apostles 
is the command to believe in Jesus. That, 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 that's what the apostles want us to understand and to remember. To believe in Jesus. Why? For forgiveness of sin. See, that, that's what they want us to remember. They want us to remember that Jesus Christ died on the cross. The blood that he shed, it was to forgive us and to cleanse us of our sins. Then it says, the other thing that the apostles taught us about was to live holy. They said that's what Jesus required. Read in Leviticus. He said, be ye holy. For I am holy. And then here come the apostles in the New Testament and say that we are to live holy for these are the requirements of the Lord. That's what we are to remember. That's what we are to remember. Even though we go through trials and tribulations, and even though stuff is happening that we don't understand, stuff is going on and just making us shake our heads, it's making us just just wring our hands together. It's making us wonder if God still um, going to honor his promise. Well, what does 3.9 say? He says, um, hold on one second. He says, here in this scripture, he says, he's not Slack. Now, some folks think that he's not coming back. You know why they think that? Because your grandma and your great-grandma and your great-great-grandma used to say, he's coming back. They used to say that. Now here it is. They gone. And we still walking around here saying he's coming back. And so we got the Bible calls them scoffers, false teachers. They they, they saying, y'all need to quit. Y'all acting like you've been hanging out with Jim Jones. Y'all been drinking the Kool-Aid. Because y'all been saying he's coming back for a long time. He ain't come back yet. When he coming back? Y'all just talking about he's coming back. He's coming back soon. He's coming back for a church. He's coming back for a people that's without plot, wrinkle, or blemish. They, they're out there, y'all, and they're looking at us, and they're pointing their fingers at us, and they're saying, they crazy. they waiting on something to happen. It ain't going to ever happen. Well, can I tell you what this lesson did to us? This lesson took us back to Genesis and made us visit a man by the name of Noah. That's what this lesson is, because that was from the Old Testament. What happened then? God saved Noah and Noah's children and their wives and two of every kind of animal. Because what happened? He caused a great flood to come upon the earth. Everything that he had created with a word, he destroyed with some rain. Remind yourself. That if, if he could stand up and say, mountain appear, sunshine, moonshine, valleys appear, grass appear in the valley, 
dirt and sand appear in the desert. He didn't move. He just stood and opened his mouth and began to speak. That's what Genesis says. All the law created by a word. He said, let us make man. And all of a sudden, Jesus, God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost are sitting there looking at a body that came up out the dirt. All because he spoke a word. So he is not flat concerning his promise. He proved to us, I can, I, can, I, can, I can destroy the world. I did it once. I can do it again. And this time, I just don't want to save a little boat for I'm waiting until your sons and daughters and your children's children and your children's children's children repent. I'm waiting for you to confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for the remission. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that one who said God ain't real. I'm waiting for you to get to their house, for you to testify of the goodness of the Lord, for you to let them know that God is the author and the finish of our faith. I'm waiting on you to do like Peter and proclaim. Boldly proclaim the word of God. I'm waiting on you to do like Peter. Walk on some water. Don't you know if Peter did it, we can do it too? We gotta have that kind of faith. We gotta look unto Jesus, for he is the author and the finisher. And with God, all things are possible. Now, you might not be trying to walk on the water, you might just be trying to raise some grandchildren. And as far as I'm concerned, that's like walking on water, boo. Because these children these days, the Bible says each generation going to get what? Wickeder and wiser. You got six-year-olds toting guns to school. They even searched the boy's backpack and couldn't find it, but he knew how to hide it. So to me, raising some grandchildren in the 21st century is like walking on water. Maybe you say, well, I'm not raising no grandchildren. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to go through this treatment. I know the medicine is supposed to work, but it might not work. And if it don't work, God is a healer. So your body of water might be your, your healing today. Got to have that kind of faith, thanks to God. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe you ain't sick. Maybe all is well in your body, but you're having a hard time making money meet the end of the month. And you can't do all those things. All you can do is pay the light bill, pay the rent. That might be your body of water that you're standing on today. Are you gonna float and get, get can't eat, lose, lose all your weight? Are you going to trust God to provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory? So the Bible says, the Bible says that the Lord is not flat concerning his promise. He's waiting on us to repent. Now, what does the word repent mean? Now, the word repent does not mean you say you're sorry because you got caught. 
Because you got caught, and so you just, you sad about it, so you just going to apologize and move on. If that don't work like that. Repent means you turn away from that thing you got caught doing. And then something on the inside of you, when that thing comes back, something on the inside of you is saying, don't do it. And you listen. You listen. You don't do it. That's what repent means. I know it was good. Dipping and dipping was good. Smoking and drinking was good. Cuffing and fighting was good. That's if you could fight. Now, if you couldn't fight, you was always getting beat up, then no, you, you, you just not going to try to fight. But if you was a fighter and you beat people up, you now that you've come to Christ, you just can't beat people up. You gotta have some self-control. You just gotta say, okay, look, 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 I, I'm, I'm about to walk away. I'm about to walk away because I feel my own nature rising up in me. You gotta have some self-control. So what is he saying here? What is he saying? He's saying, uh, the Lord, verse nine, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. Can you think of promises that God has promised you, some of them have come to pass, and some of them have not come to pass. But can I tell you that a promise delayed is not a promise denied? You might not just be ready for it. You might have been asking for something that God said, well, I do want to bless you with this, but you don't know how to take care of that hoochie you got. You ride in a, a 19, uh, 2000, you ride in a 2000, I'm going to say 2000 because that's a 23-year-old car. You ride in a, in a, two, a 2000, okay, let me take it back. You ride in a 1999, let's go back. You ride in a 1999 and you just want to come up. You don't need a 2023, you just want a 2000. Maybe you want a 2019. But you won't put gas in this 1999 car. You only go to the gas station and get five dollars because that's all you need for the week. You'll let the light come on to change the oil. You won't you won't pay attention to the little uh, sticker that Jiffy Lou put in your sticker window to say you got you got this many miles and this many months. You just wait till the light come on before you go and get oil put in it. The only only time you try to go get a tune up is when it's time to go to the DEC. Come on, somebody. You won't even wash the car. You will, and now, now we don't have to wash the car. We can go through the wash man. And if you don't like wash man because they got the brushes, you can go through the ones that don't have brushes. We won't even do that. Now I ain't going to talk about the inside. Drop the wrapper, you drop the french fry, it's just down there. You got you some gum, some candy, the wrapper, you dropped it, you didn't go searching for it, it's just down there. But you want a, a 2019. God you can't even take care of the 1999. All I want you to do is vacuum it out and get it washed. 
Keep some fluid on the inside of it so when you do need the windshield wipers, you can. Y'all, y'all do know you need to put fluid in the windshield wipers thing, right? And we want to take care of that. Why do you think he's going to bless us with something new? Because he got it. He got it. He got it. Whatever it is we want, God got it. But he's just not going to give it to us if we are not ready for it. Because sometimes he gives us something. He says, sometimes he says, okay, I think I can trust you. And then you get it. I got this big old house, and I just can't go to church today. Because yesterday I worked in the yard, and today I got to go do mine. Then I got all them lamps, and they ain't been dusted. And the kids was over last week, and I didn't even uh, get the barbecue grill cleaned back up. I can't go to church today. Because i got to clean up the house. Bible says, forsake not myself to the assembly of the saints. There's, there's enough time in the week. We go to bed too early. Clean up clean up at 7 o'clock. Don't be in the bed at 7 o'clock. Because we've got to look forward to this day of coming together to worship the Lord. You ain't here for 90 minutes. And oh, what a time we have. Yep, I'm that person. Every time I go to church, I have a good time. Because I bring church with me. I go for a good time. I can't wait on everybody else. I don't know what they've been going through. But I'm bringing my good time with me. I am the life of the party. That's just how you got to live. So, the promises of the Lord are, are coming upon us. They're, they're there for us. What has God promised you? Don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop living holy. Don't stop living righteous. Don't stop talking about the goodness of the Lord. Don't stop blessing him. Don't stop praising him. But just wait on him. Because he is a man and he don't lie. And he's a son of man, so therefore he cannot repent. We gotta wait on the promise of the Lord. He promised us that He was coming back. This is the catcher, though. He gave Noah instructions, and He gave Noah a message to preach. So Noah preached, "It's gonna rain," while he was building the ark. He was building the ark. And he was preaching, get ready, get ready, get ready, because it's going to rain. So plenty of people heard the message. Plenty of people saw the ark, but they stood back and said, Noah, he's drunk again. And he's a bully to his wife and his kids, so they're going to do what he says. He crazy. They crazy. What happened? He told him, go get the animals two by two. While he was recruiting the animals, guess what he was doing? Preaching, it's going to rain. Y'all, y'all, y'all see what, what, what happened here? 
No one gave us an example. Why are you working? Keep preaching. Why are you preaching? Keep working. Keep proclaiming. Keep working. Keep working. Keep proclaiming. We ain't got time to stop talking about the goodness of the Lord. We ain't got time to quit witnessing. We ain't got time to quit evangelizing. We ain't got time to stop being living a beautiful bread of men. We don't have time to stop being taught in life. We got work to do, saints. We got work to do. The Bible says when they received the Holy Ghost on Pentecost Sunday, he said they received power. And that power was given to them that they could go out into the uttermost parts of the world. They say go to Samaria, go to Jerusalem, go out into the highways and byways and compel men and women and boys and girls to come to Christ. We got that power today. God's waiting on us today to open up our mouths and say something. Now, don't nobody want to hear you complain about your big toe. Don't nobody want to hear you complain about all your bills because they got bills too. Don't nobody want to hear you complain about Trump and, 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 and what's his name? Biden and all the other characters that are going around with press. Don't nobody want to hear that. People want to hear that God is in the midst of us. And even though it looks like hell, baby, this ain't hell. God is still in control. This ain't hell. This ain't hell. This is a time to prepare yourself so you don't go to hell. Because hell is real. See, folks, stop talking about hell. Because it was too scary. I'd rather die knowing about hell than this. No, I'd rather live knowing about hell than to die and find out about it. It's real. So, so what, 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 what must we do? We must do like Noah. We must do like the old prophets. We must do like the apostles. We got to do it all. See, the, the, the old prophets went off of the miracles of God. All right? The, the apostles went off of what Jesus had for them. Now, here we are in the 21st century. We got the whole book. We've seen the miracles. The, 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 the frogs and the locusts and the boils. We saw that. We read about it. We saw the water turn to wine. We saw fish being pulled off fish, bread being pulled off bread. We saw the dead rise. We saw Jesus being crucified, nailed to the cross, placed in a bottle of bread, got up with all power in his hand. We got all that. Now we're supposed to live a life that reflects his glory. And we cannot live that life talking any kind of way, thinking any kind of way, acting any kind of way. We gotta have the mind of Christ. We gotta have the mind of Christ. We gotta have the mind of Christ. So we gotta be loving. We gotta be kind. We gotta be compassionate, not just to those that are in the household of faith. Because what y'all telling me, because you're here and you own blog talk that you already say. You already say. 
You sanctified. You filled with the Holy Ghost. You ready. So you're ready. Now go get somebody else ready. Don't be the only one going to heaven. Now I'm very simple. I ain't, I ain't going to worry about nobody getting there. I'm just going to make sure I get there. I'm a handful all by myself. Oh, well, if you would crucify your flesh, you wouldn't be a handful. If you would surrender to the will of God, you wouldn't be a handful. I'm staying there because we got work to do. The Bible says the harvest is right, but the laborers are few. Look around. We, we cannot, we used to apostle um, way before COVID, and I, I'm, I'm bad at years of time. But but there was a period of time that this church, once a month, would go stand on the four corners on MLK and Freedom. Now, we cannot quite do that now and cover them four corners and go and, and, and hold up signs and wave the signs. Because I know after a period of time, my arms are going to start hurting some of us are going to be sitting in walkers. Some of us are going to be carrying canes. How can we run after folks? They, they, they stop and say, hey, I want to hear about Jesus. And they're down at the other end of the gas station. I can't come back down here. Let me talk to you. <laughs> we don't have that kind of manpower no more. So what are we going to do? How are we going to get the word out? How are we going to evangelize? There's still work to do. All of us talk on the phone. All of us talk on the phone. And well, I don't talk on the phone, but you on Facebook. Well, I don't do Facebook, but you're on Instagram. No, I don't do Instagram, but you do Twitter. You do something. You can write. Write a letter. Folks don't write letters no more. They text. Well, text them. Writing is good. Y'all seen that commercial that the people want to send some mail and the man gets a pigeon? He says, okay, write what you want and send it on this pigeon and I'll just send it. It's a cell phone advertisement. Whatever it takes to get the word out, we need to do. Because it's coming back. And it won't be with water next time. He said that in the book. He said that. It won't be with water next time. So the scoffers are saying, so when he comes, y'all been yelling, he coming, 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 y'all now you sound like he coming on the hummer, he coming, he coming, he coming, he coming. What does the Bible say? The day of the Lord will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. The thief waits until you're gone or you're asleep. The thief, there ain't no thief going to enter your house right now, and he see you walking around the house. He see you going to take the garbage out, unless he's a real bad thief. Because then he just, he, he got past being a thief now. Right? He's past being a thief now. He's going to come in. If anybody enter our house now with us walking around the house now, he's not just going to steal from us. I hope I'm making this plain. 
So y'all don't try to talk to a man that come in the house in a broad daylight thinking he just wants your toaster or your $25. The Bible says the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. So if a physical thief enters your house in broad daylight and we see him, you better be ready to fight. But somebody that's just going to come and steal from you, they're going to wait till you're gone. And I'm going to have to, they don't want any confrontation. They don't want to deal with you. They want to sneak up on you. They want to take you without you knowing they got it. And then when you wake up and you come home, you're like, what happened to Where'd they go? Now, that's what happened when the rest going to come. Because you know the story, they was in a field working. One left and the other one turned around and said, where'd they go? The Bible says the husband and wife were sleeping in the bed. One got caught up and the other one woke up and said, where you go? That's how quick it's going to happen. That's how quick it's going to come quicker than quick. You're not even going to blink your eye and see him coming. You're going to hear it. We've been reading the book of Revelation. We know that we're going to expect some thunder, some trumpets blowing. Some great earthquake sounds happening when he gets ready to return. And then it's going to be too late to try to get the great saint Stephen Jesus at the church to get to the altar to confess Jesus Christ and give your hand to Pastor Black because Pastor Black ain't going to be here. It's going to be too late. So we need to do what? Now, confess Christ, believe in our hearts, and live holy and righteous. What I asked you last week, how you living? How you living? We ought to be living holy. We ought to be living righteous. Every day. 24-7. We don't have time. Oh, I'm not going to, I ain't going to be safe today, Deacon, that's happening. I'm going to do everything I'm going enough to do. And I'm going to do it today. This just might be your day that the Lord says, I want my servant. You've been so faithful to me. We don't know his thoughts. Now, he saw us all up until since we woke up this morning, and he even heard us when we said it. I'm going to live reckless. I'm going to be reckless. I'm just going to do the same thing. He heard us. He's sitting there saying, but I, I, I already got the demolition team on the way to your house. I ain't calling them back. Because then that means I will be lying. And the Bible says he don't lie, don't it? Y'all stop to think about it now. If the Lord told the demolition team, the death angel to come get you, and then you woke up and you said, I'm not going to live holy today. Do you think he's going to call the death angel back? Because then he'd be going back on his word. So you don't know when they have their family. You don't know when they get their assignment. So we don't have time to shut and die. We don't have time. If you really stop and, and, and look at what's going on in the world, you would know it's true. 
War is in Palestine. War is in Iraq. I'm not Iraq. Uh, Ukraine. Russia. We got a war going on in Salem. Your lepers won't go back to work. Or they are they the writer? Which one of them? The GOP. Which are they? The left or the right? They the right. They won't go back to work. And if they don't work, they can't come together. The minds can't come together to make things happen. Now we gotta stand too. We got some laws that need to be passed. We got some things that need to be done. And they outside lollygagging around, no work is being done on the inside. That's not right. We want to take the homeless camps, the houseless camps, we want to take that camps up from downtown Portland because the business people don't, they, they lose the business. Well, are you giving them a place to live? No, you're just picking up their belongings, throwing it away. And tell them to figure it out. The Bible says the poor will have with us always. We're supposed to take care of each other. We we are so I was on the phone with the pastors last night, and I'm gonna wrap this up. But Apostle, we're still talking about black and white. We're still talking about racism and being prejudiced. But are you kidding me? We're still having these conversations. When Jesus Christ died for us all, and he does not see a color. He don't even see our denomination, because pride ever kept you got denominations fighting with each other. To him, he said, y'all is dumb. Because don't, I don't care nothing about none of that. I don't care about the Baptist. I don't care about the Pentecostal. I don't care about the Church of God in Christ. I don't care about the Apostolic. I don't care about the Black Hebrew life. All I care is that you confess Christ with your mouth and you believe that God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for the remission of your sins and that Jesus Christ gave his life. That's what he wants us to, to talk about and be about. Not all this other stuff we've been doing. We've got off the guide. We've got off along the way. God is saying, come on back. Go back to basics. Refresh your memory. What I did then, what I've done for the disciples. Be a powerful and what I'm doing for you now. Don't let it be said too late. Don't let your name be called. Because everybody's name is getting called. Because he knows us all. He knows the number of hair on our head. He knows the length of our days. Even that one who said in his heart, there is no God. He knows his name. And he's going to call his name. And if his name is not written down in the last book of life, he's not going to make it into the kingdom. We talked about that on Wednesday night. Being at the, in the holies of holies, being able to see with that 144,000 voice choir, Lord, you're holy. Lord, you're righteous. Lord, you're good. A song that nobody has ever sung. And we all learned it at the same time. All five, six, seven parts. 
That's what we talked about on Wednesday night at Bible study. That's 144,000 are going to sing a new song when they get to heaven. And the song Kirk Franklin right? Hezekiah didn't sing it. John P. Key didn't play it. Come on now. It's a new song. And we'll sing it when we get to heaven. Don't you want to go there? So verse 14, and I'm done. Peter says again, my dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in God's sight. That's what we're supposed to do, saints. Allow the Lord to clean up our hearts and our minds that we can live holy and righteous and blameless before this corrupt, perverse nation. Is there one today willing to say, for God I live, for God I die. I'm going to live holy. I'm going to live righteous. You can count on me, Lord. Can you count on me today? Can he count on you today? Can he depend on you today? To share the gospel, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We're standing. I'm going to ask Apostle to come and give us our prayer and our benediction. What a word, what a word, what a challenge. Thank you, Pastor, for obedience to the Holy Spirit. Father, we release your fresh anointing oil upon each life. We can't do anything without your presence. Holy Spirit, we can't do anything without you. So, Holy Spirit, have a fresh infilling baptism right now. That there be a fresh wind that blows through the house right now in Jesus' name. Let your wind of the Spirit carry us from here to our destinations and through the week. The empowering presence of God, your grace, is more than sufficient. And so, Father, I release a fresh pouring out of your grace, a fresh pouring out of your presence, so that we can endure what you have for us this week. And we have, we go forth in joyful expectation of you manifesting yourself. And we vow to give you all the praise, all the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, keep talking with your hands. You already know this song. Come on, sing heaven. You already know it. Come on, take heaven. 